a jar full of sour wine was standing there. And so they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop, and they held it to his mouth. Nailed to a cross on the edge of death. Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said, I thirst. He who called the oceans into being, this one who laid the very tracks of the rivers upon the earth. This one who calls the mists up into the sky to fall as rain again, who has formed our very bodies, that the waters of creation flow through and through. This one who has created the tears we cry and a place and a hope that receives them. Jesus, on the edge of his death, cries out, whispers. Does he moan? Tonight we gather with him on the edge of death. We gather with him and behold him in this place and we behold him in his thirst. How death brings forth thirst. How many of you, like myself, have been at the bedside of a loved one, a friend, someone you care for, and held a sponge dipped in water to the lips. How many of you have reached into that plastic cup of ice chips and tenderly and slowly placed chips of ice in a mouth on the edge of death. How many of you have placed straws and wiped brows? How death calls forth thirst. And the thirst that death calls forth, is it not only for water, but for so much more? The thirst for forgiveness, the thirst for closure, the thirst for a sense of embrace or peace or acceptance. How greatly death 
calls forth thirst. And not only the thirst of the dying, our thirst as well. And is this not the same? And what is it that we thirst for at the bedsides, at the cross? We behold the edge of death and we behold thirst, others and our own. What is it we thirst for most? For whom are you looking? For what do you thirst? This grief that we are called into with Jesus and our text tonight, this grief is a place where we know the refining of our thirst. It is the place that calls us sometimes willingly and other times also painfully to come to know what is it, what is it that matters to you most. The refiner of our thirst, this grief. Grief is the inside out of love. For when all is said and done, what is it that you thirst foremost? What is the source of your longing? Is it not love? What is the source of your grief? Is it not love? Grief, the inside out of love. The clarifier for us of life. How many times do we stand, sit, lie, kneel, beholding the edge of death and come to realize it is about love after all? Grief is the place where loss strangely births something new. Have you come to reconciliation with a sibling in the place of death? Have you come to find a new source of comfort and strength in a friend or even an acquaintance in death? Have you been humbled and gentled and softened and opened to all who are around you in death? It is the place where loss births life, painfully, surprisingly, in love. It is the revealer of this truth. We are one. We are one. Each and every one of us, a member of the human family, not one single one of us, not one, will walk the path of life and not find ourselves in some way, sometime at the foot of the cross, 
on the edge of death, beholding great thirst. And this truth that is painful and frightening is the greatest gift if we would receive it. What matters most? Who can you love? Where is forgiveness? In his book, The Four Things That Matter Most, this author speaks about the end time with someone we love. He says there are four questions that we ask if we can respond to and say to the one who is on the edge of death. First, he says, can we say thank you? No matter what, can we say thank you? And then can we say, I forgive you. And then can we say, please forgive me. And finally, can we say, I love you. Tonight's is not a theoretical word. This is not an idea about God sermon. Ours is not a theoretical God. This is the child of humanity. This is Emmanuel. This is the word become flesh. This is flesh and blood, life and death as the hope of the world. This is not a theoretical life we are living. And the God that journeys with us is with us, even unto the edge of death. And invites us, even in that place, to open to the great thirst. Jesus thirsted first not just this moment. He thirsted all throughout his time with us. He thirsted for egalitarian community, a place where mutuality and respect and dignity and humility and grace would construct the relationships between us. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. I thirst that we would be one with one another. He thirsted that we would know a peace that passes all understanding. He gave of himself and gave of himself and at the last moments he said to those that were with him, my peace I give to you. My peace I leave with you. Peace not as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Peace, I thirst for peace for you. I thirst for peace. He thirsted that we would know authenticity. Authenticity is a word that we use a lot. He wants to know that you would know who you are in truth, in fullness, in humility, and in grace. He thirsted that you would know the answer to the question, 
whom are you looking for and underneath it? Who are you that is seeking? Whom are you looking for? I am he. Know yourself. You are children of God, the holy creator, individually, specifically, uniquely, beautifully called forth for all of creation. I thirst that you would know yourselves through me. And he thirsted for life. Thirsted for life, nourished by love, by community, by truth. He thirsted for real life, not the theoretical idea of life. He did not say, have a good life. He said, this is my body, broken and given for you. He said, this is my blood, poured out all that I am for you. Receive these things, let me be within you. Let us be so deeply connected to each other. I thirst for deep and true and sustaining relationship in you and through you so that you too would make this in the world. I thirst, we thirst. Know your thirst. This morning as I sat outside in meditation and looked about at the creation around me, I heard the words that are a quote that is said in part, and I was remembering it in part. Today is a good day to die. It is a quote that's attributed to Crazy Horse. The more full, accurate translation of this quote would be, today is a good day to die for all of the things of my life are present. That is the whole of the quotation. Today is a good day to die, for all of the things of my life are present. In discussion of this uh, quote, there was uh, some commentary that said that the elders who understood these words would have known this thing. That those who were guides and teachers and offers of wisdom in this tradition were respected not because they were able to have perfect lives, but that they would have allowed the completeness of life to move into and through them. That they would have allowed the circle of life to grow in and through them to such a degree that they would have been broken open and stretched and widened and made full for the embrace of all that life had to offer. And then they could say, today is a good day to die for all of my life is present. I thirst. And knowing that all was finished, that all of my life is present, that I am in fullness with the one who sent me and with the people that I was sent for. Today is a good day to die. Tonight we behold the thirst of the one who came to completeness, that we might thirst as well. People of God, for whom are you looking? For what do you thirst? Receive your thirst as a great and wonderful gift. This thirst is within you, 
within us, within the one who went before, the thirst for God, the thirst for love, the thirst for the things which matter most, the, first, the thirst for authenticity and truth and relationship, for humility, grace. Know your thirst. Let us give thanks. We behold this one on the edge of death this night. We behold his thirst. Let us receive it as our own. Let us thirst. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. <laughs> 